Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. Thank you so much, worship team, for uh, bringing us into the presence of God this morning. Let's give him a hand. Well, just in case this morning you might have concern of whether or not I have had a stroke uh, this morning, you might not notice real well, but you'll get noticing where this side of my face looks a little droopy, a little, little swollen, maybe it doesn't look too bad right now, but I decided to try my hand at beekeeping, and um, I got a hive here a week ago, and, and uh, I, I'm not a trained beekeeper, but I thought YouTube trains you for anything, right? So... I, um, I decided to put my little funky net on, you know the saying about the bee in the bonnet, right? So bees have a way of finding the smallest little place to go. And I've also heard that bees can sense fear. And so all of a sudden I had this bee in my bonnet. I was like, stay calm, carry on, walk. I walk away from the hive and all of a sudden, sting, oh man, I had to get nailed. Well, I woke up yesterday morning and, um, and my wife thought she was sleeping with a monster because it was, <laughs> my, seriously, my face looked absolutely um, distorted. Um, but Pastor Kevin knows how that is too. I saw one time he looked like from getting stung by a bee. Well, anyhow, if you see some drool coming out of the side of my mouth, just ignore it and we'll continue on. Well, I have to say this is the last message in the series called The Bride, have you guys gotten something out of this? I've been challenged. I've enjoyed this. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 3. Today we're going to be talking about the church of Laodicea. But before we go there, um, is, is there ever a point in time in your life where somebody has pointed something out to you, or maybe you even self-realized that you're maybe not quite as good as you thought you were. That's why I don't like listening to my messages after I preach them to you, because I can walk off the stage and feel like that was a pretty good message. But the moment I listen to it, it's like, oh man, you're such a dork. Why did you say that? Why did you, you know, I don't like listening to those things because that tape does not lie. Please tell me if I've, done, if I've done something wrong. Just don't tell me that, please. Just tell me, Pastor Mark, you did a great job. And, and that does make me feel good. But, you know, occasionally it's important to have a wake-up call. Where, where people will begin to speak something, some truth into our lives. Uh, I love this story. You do remember this, this book called the, the Emperor's New Clothes? There's a picture of it up here for you. See, the tra- challenge with this, with this emperor is he had some, some weavers make him a cloak, and in his mind, he felt like he was completely fully dressed, and he paraded around with these invisible clothes. These clothes were invisible to him because when it was made, it was made for only those who were righteous, and if you had some character flaws, it would show invisible. But this king in his mind felt like, I am confident to wear this robe, and it will be a beautiful robe. Well, the townspeople didn't have enough courage to tell him that he was actually strolling through the cities in just as skibbies, but I think the real story was he was naked. 
We all need people to speak the truth to us so that we don't walk around half naked. This is what Jesus did in this book um, of Revelation, this revelation to John, and this is what he was speaking to the church of Laodicea. He's like, please wake up. Please see the true condition of what you really are. You think you're okay, but in reality, you're not. My question for us this morning, are we okay? Or are we walking around half naked and we don't realize it? I love watching the show American Idol whenever I do get a chance. It's not very often, but these people who actually feel in these auditions that they actually can sing. It amazes me that they will have the courage to go into a a national audience and give their best shot at it. And thankfully, there's Simon who can bring some clarity to the situation. But Jesus has this way of doing that for us. We don't like it sometimes because it actually, it does hurt. But the ones that actually can do it because they love us are the greatest ones. And Jesus, as we sang about this morning, Jesus so loves us that he doesn't want us to walk around half naked and us not realizing it. He wants to clothe us with righteousness. He wants to clothe us with him. Let's look in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. By the way, if you brought your Bible, raise that up for me. Great job, everyone. Give yourselves a big hand for bringing the word of God to church. It is important to have a Bible, and so we can read this together and underline it. Now, all of you who are feeling like a little judged right now because you have your electronic device, all right, I... It's not quite the same, but those of you who say, my electronic device is my Bible, raise it up. See, everybody's giving me the little... We can sing a song now if you'd like. This is what it says. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of God's creation... I know your works, you're neither cold or hot, would that you were either cold or hot, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich, I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked." I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and the salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him, and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, and I also conquered 
and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I know you've been waiting for us to get to the church of Laodicea. Neither hot nor cold, because you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. What does that mean? Well, to find real meaning of this, we've got to look at the church of Laodicea. Before we do, I want us to just, I want to show you a map of the churches, of the seven churches. This is modern day Turkey, um, is the land mass that you see there. And you can see the little green dots are the churches that we have spoken about. Laodicea actually is at that crossroads. That, that road all the way around there are the Roman roads. You can see that a lot of these churches were on the main trading routes and on these main roads, and that's what, why they were so wealthy. But you see you have Colossae down at the um, southern part, and you have Heropolis on the northern part. The interesting thing about where this city is located was it had a water supply, a six-mile aqueduct that most likely could have come from Colossae or the Heropolis. It could have come from either one of those. But the interesting thing, we don't know if this was the case, but when, when Jesus was talking about the water being either hot or cold, but because it's lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. He's really talking about this aqueduct that was this analogy that helped them understand what he was referring to. See, the water could have been coming from a hot springs, in which case, as it was hot when it started, finally got to the city, it was lukewarm, and it was not really as useful as a hot spring would be for taking baths and such. Or it could have been a cold source of water, And as it traveled through the aqueduct, the sun would hit it and warm it up and it would get at the city again in a lukewarm state. How many people have enjoyed drinking lukewarm water or warm milk? Not hot milk. I know that's a little nice treat when you're cold, some hot milk, but lukewarm. This idea of something being lukewarm is is meaning that its intended purpose was not really the, where, in the state that it intended it to be. I can either take the hot water, because I know what to do with the hot water. I can bathe in it, I can wash in it. Cold water, it's refreshing, it's great for drinking, but lukewarm is no longer so useful. It is water, but it's lukewarm water. And, and if I were to drink this, it, I would go... spit you out of my mouth. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You just felt you're at SeaWorld, didn't you? You were having a SeaWorld experience. But he would spit you out of the mouth because it's it's not useful. And this is what we are finding what Jesus is talking about, and he's using something they can understand. Now, Laodicea was a very rich city. It is known for its black, silky wool. Like on any major trade route, these cities became so wealthy. But here he says in the scripture, you say that you're rich, 
I have prospered. I, I need nothing. And here's the irony of it. He says you have all of this, but here's the wake-up call. But really, you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. You're the, the emperor who's wearing a robe thinking that you're all set, and the reality is you're not. The question for you and I this morning is, are we fully clothed? Or are we walking around half naked? Well, the answer for us is really found in this question. What store are you buying from? I'm not talking about Walmart, Target. I'm talking about a different store because here's what he says. Here's the answer for this condition that they're in. They're in a lukewarm condition. They say they have everything, but in the reality, they have nothing. And he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire. The question is, what store are you buying from? Are you buying from the world store? And by the way, the world has a lot of things to buy from it. Money, possessions, power, image, entertainment, entitlement, complacency, leisure, security. You see, there's a lot of things that this world can offer us, but the question is, what store are we buying from? Are we buying from the world store? Because I tell you, who owns the world store? See, the kingdom of this earth is actually has the authority of Satan. And he's the owner of that storehouse, if you will. But there's another kingdom, there's a kingdom of God that Jesus is the king of. And he's saying from, he's saying for us is, would you buy from me gold refined in fire? Okay, so if anybody's seen the gold refining process, what do you do? You heat it up extremely hot and it burns out the impurities. Burns out the impurities. And he's saying, would you, would you go to the store, my store, my kingdom store, and buy gold refined in fire? And he's not saying go out and buy physical gold. He's saying, would you allow your life to actually go through the fire that's needed to burn out the impurities that you might be acceptable before me. Now, we know that we cannot be perfect. We do know that. We're human, and that's why we have Jesus' righteousness. That when we stand before the Father in heaven, he sees Jesus' righteousness over us. But here's what he's saying. is He's saying, when you think you're all set... You're actually not all set. He says this world, this, this city of Laodicea, this church, by the way, he's talking about people in the church. These people felt like they were all set. But he's saying you're not. Your spiritual condition has left you empty. 
Would you buy from me gold refined in fire? You see, the world's stuff, the world's economy keeps us numb to the things of the spiritual nature that really is the true life for us to live. When we die, this flesh rots in the ground or gets burned. If you choose to be cremated, this this flesh will go. But what stays alive is our spirit. And this is what Jesus is saying. He says, would you stop looking at all the temporal things? Start looking at the things that are eternal in nature. This gold refined in fire. You see, but God's kingdom also, when we go buy from this store, it does cost us something. There's always this exchange benefit. If you're in sales, you know there's, there's this thing that is called cost benefits. When you're selling something, you're saying, okay, you're going to exchange these resources, this cost, but you'll get all of these benefits. That's why this product is good. Same way with the world, whether it's the world's kingdom or God's kingdom, there's going to be a cost. And what are you getting in return for that? So God's kingdom, it will cost you. And it will cost you dearly. It will actually cost you your life. Remember there's a scripture that says, if you're, unless you're willing to lose your life, you won't be able to find it. But if you actually can lose your life, now I'm not saying physical death, but when you say, can, if you will take your own fleshly desires and start killing them, your spirit can start coming alive. He says, by the way, you're going to have to go through this sifting process, this gold refined and fire process, this, this very difficult time where the pressure and the heat is going to start burning out the dross of your life. He's going to sift us. And by the way, he says those he loves, he's going to bring correction, rebuke, discipline. Do you like discipline? (laughs) I know we say no, because that's our natural reaction, but we should love it. Why? Because he disciplines those he loves. He disciplines those he loves. But what it does buy, so the cost is high, But what it buys us is this. It buys us purpose. It buys us passion. It buys us joy and fruitfulness and fulfillment. And by the way, it also buys us the ability to see God and experience his presence. But when we buy from the world it does come at a cost as well. The cost is this. The world will rob you of your passion. The world will rob you of your joy, of your peace, of contentment. It begins to steal from you. It will cost you these things. So my question for us this morning is, what store are you buying from? Both stores are open for business. Both stores will cost you something, and both stores will give you something in return. The question is, what store are we buying from? You see, the one, when we buy from God's store, the kingdom of God, 
this gold refined in fire, he counsels us. He says, please, would you buy from this store? But you know, many don't like to go that route. But I would say because I know the end of the story. I know that Jesus is going to return and he's going to be looking for a bride that is ready. When I was 26-ish, is around when I was in my 20s, I had a very frightening dream or vision. I believe it was a dream, but I woke up and it stuck with me to this very day. I saw Jesus return. Now, mind you, in my dream, he returned on a white limousine that didn't have any wheels on it, so it was a Jetson return, but... But I was immediately taken up, and I could see the world. Here's the interesting thing. Jesus came back to earth, and I saw churches still worshiping Jesus, but didn't even acknowledge that he had come back. Is it possible that we can go through the motions and miss the return of Jesus? Is it possible that we can go to church and a world-changing event like Jesus coming back to earth, we could miss it? I wonder how that could be. But I wonder if it's meaning that we have not been willing to go through the refining process and buy the gold refined by fire. It's not easy after all. The world is so compelling and it drags on us, it drives us, it, it sucks the very life from us and we are distracted all the time. That's why I loved OSL, Operation Solid Lives. If you haven't had a chance to go through that, you will need to go through it. It's a discipleship program that we've been running now here for six to eight months. And what it does is it, it eliminates your ability to be distracted, and it's amazing what God does in forming our inner being. But it's so easy, even if you go through that, that you just jump right back into the things that you once did. Here's the reality. Jesus will return. There is a bridegroom looking for a bride. The question for us is, are we the bride going to be ready for him when he returns. If the worship team wants to come at this time. Red letters in your Bible. Verse 19. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door. In other words, he's approaching. He's coming. He wants to come in. And here's the thing. Why does he want to come in? Because he wants to be with us. He says, I, I want to sit down and eat with you. 
I want to be in relationship with you. You see, this is not a gold refining fire. This is not a message of, hey, I just need to do my duty. I just need to live a right life. I got to just get righteous. The question is, yes, get righteous, but why? So we can be with him. And by the way, you're never going to be good enough. So don't listen. Don't allow the enemy to speak that. You're nev- the reality is, when I say you're never going to be good enough, in your own human strength, you won't be good enough. It's Jesus that makes us good enough. But the other thing, talking about strength, we cannot do this on our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. The scripture tells us when Jesus was still on earth, he was talking to his disciples and he says, you know, it's good that I were to leave. I believe it's John chapter 16. Yeah, chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. You see, the Holy Spirit will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us walk through this fire. And by the way, the scripture also talks about the Holy Spirit will come and baptize you in fire. What does that mean? He allows you to walk through the fire that burns all the junk out of our lives. The helper will come will not come to you. That's why Jesus says, it's good for that I were to go. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. What store are you buying from? There is a bridegroom looking for his bride to make herself ready for Jesus' return. Are you ready? I know for me, I need to ask for more of his Holy Spirit. The word says that if we ask, we receive. What does the Holy Spirit do? It empowers us. It emboldens us. It allows us to walk the way that we're supposed to be walking. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, I would ask, would you just ask him, Holy Spirit, come fill me. And he will. And he will. I want to play this song for you. And I want you just to reflect on it. As we close today. And I want you to ask the question what store are you buying from? Every store will offer you something, the world will offer you something, the kingdom of God will offer you something, but it comes at a cost. What are you giving up? What are you gaining? What we're talking about today is an eternal thing. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. 
you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England. Or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com. Thank you.